Welcome everybody to the USH Today podcast for February 25th, 2015. Today we are once again joined by our good friend Seth Kabersi from Touring Plans. Seth, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Of course, we're, we love having you on our podcast. Now our only reoccurring guest on our podcast, so thanks for joining us. Um, I'm honored and, and slightly frightened Is it because <laughs> all of your other guests die after their first appearance. <laughs> well, you know, we've only done six podcasts, so more, I, more is going to be coming our way. But just an announcement to our viewers. Um, right now, we are in the middle of changing our homepage, restructuring everything to make it better since we are going to be one years old. Our one year old is February, or this April, so yay! April 16th is our one year anniversary of our site. Mazel um, Tov. Yep, thank you. And, um, yeah, let's get this thing started. So, we are going to talk about Universal Studios Hollywood news. Um, so basically, a lot of things that have happened this past month with announcements for the 50th anniversary plans, this new Dig Escape the Room attraction opening on Saturday through the 5th of March, construction, cycle house renovation, all these crazy things. So let's dive right into it. So um, late last year, Universal Studios Hollywood has debuted Wi-Fi for beta testing, and um, it looks like it's still on. So Seth, have you tried this Wi-Fi? I, I would agree with the beta portion of that. Um, I, it's hard for me to judge because I was only there for one day and it was a busy President's Day weekend, so I'm sure the Wi-Fi system was being slammed. But uh, while I could connect to it, I could never send a tweet. Um, I, I, and it was draining my battery like crazy. Uh, I ended up doing uh, very little online the whole day I was uh, at Universal because both the... Uh, the Wi-Fi was unusable, and uh, AT&T's uh, LTE service is absolutely terrible. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's why you didn't see many tweets from me at hmm. Universal. But, uh, however, the uh, VIP lounges Wi-Fi was excellent. I'll say that much. Yeah, because I've used Universal Wi-Fi at the park, and um, it works. Way, it looks great for me. Hold on, let me see that again. It works well for me. So I've connected to it, boom, Twitter, Instagram, all good, very fast. But it, it, it seems to be odd just to see that it wouldn't work for you, but it worked for me. But I realized it was a, an extremely busy day at the park. I, I think that's probably what it was. Like I said, I was able to connect uh, and get an IP address, but uh, nothing was moving. Um, and I, I assume it was just way too many people. Well, the thing is, is that the Wi-Fi at Universal, not many people know about it. Like, like many of the cast members didn't even know there's uh, free free Wi-Fi being offered in the park for beta testing. And it's like, the employees were like, oh, I didn't know that. Because apparently the employees have their own Wi-Fi, con- their Wi-Fi networks to connect to. So, sure. um, yeah, I love it. It is the only theme park in Southern California using in-park Wi-Fi. Instead of Disney, where you're connected via hotels, so that's kind of nice. But yeah, I, I will say after using uh, the ubiquitous Wi-Fi at Walt Disney World, uh, 
I, I really kind of wished that they had Wi-Fi uh, within the park. However, uh, if that's the sacrifice for not having magic bands and uh, getting rid of paper, paper fast passes, I'm willing to go along with it. Yeah, I mean, like, it's Walt Disney World versus Disneyland Resort. We're going to get such a huge resort versus a resort like Universal Orlando, kind of that. But apparently Universal Orlando has Wi-Fi too, so. Sure, yep. How how does that Wi-Fi work? Uh, Generally pretty well. You know, on busy days, yeah, occasionally I have have issues. But uh, I use it every time I go, and it, it generally works pretty well. Cool. Well, moving away from the world of internet stuff over to the world-famous studio tour. So, um, apparently, they are renovating the Cycle House and Base Motel for the 50th anniversary. Any thoughts? Uh, I When I was there, I they would not let us get out and explore the uh, Bates Hotel like VIP tours normally get to because... Oh. Uh, they were doing work on it, and it, it it looked like the renovation basically involved, you know, pulling the whole exterior down and and rebuilding it. Um, I I mean it it, it like I said, we just uh, kind of drove past, but uh, they're doing some serious work on it. Whatever they're doing, yeah, I'm actually quite shocked that they're actually renovating it, renovating this house because um, on Facebook there's this Save the Psycho House Facebook page. And with like you know, hey, here's a random house, or here's the cycle house that is currently in disrepair. We're not gonna think about it. It's like now they're finally taking care of the back lot. Well, in terms of the cycle house, you know that said has been there for such an for such an extremely long time, and I think it's good that they are renovating this house. He has many horror fans know that that is a historic and iconic set piece in Hollywood, so yeah. Sure, and I I think it's true that the uh, you know, originally for the movie it was just a, a two-sided um, mm-hmm. facade and it's been added on and gradually enclosed over the years, so I don't know how much of what was there was, you know, historically original from the first Psycho film still um, but if they're going to keep it around it obviously they have to do something and uh, so Glad that they're doing a good job of it because you know it, it employs that one guy who plays Norman Bates, <laughs> chases after the trams with a uh, plastic knife all day. I, I want to have that job one day, just scaring guests. Yeah. Hey, hey, look! There's a guy in broad daylight with a knife. How great is that? That's what I like about Universal. So you you get all these random things in the park and studio. It's like one there, there, boom. Then um. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna add. I wonder if they're gonna finish the house by adding the fourth side because you got the two sides, three sides, and now fourth side maybe. I, I kind of want to see that just to see it fully enclosed and possibly adding adding set pieces inside of the house, maybe for the VIP tours to walk inside. Uh, that would be fun as a walkthrough for, for VIPs only. Yeah, capacity would be very low, but it would be. Uh... Yeah. Perfect for VIPs. Yeah, and not many people look up at the window where Mother is just on her chair, just, you know, looking at her all creepy. And, yeah. Sure. Now, also, a very um, interesting news that just came up. Apparently, um, Dig 
Escape the Rim is coming to Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando Resort beginning this weekend through early March. And um, I'm intrigued by this idea since I've never been inside of one of these these escape rooms. For those that don't know, an escape room attraction is pretty much you're locked in a room. You need to find keys and clues to try and get out. And it, it can take a really long time. And don't worry, you're not alone. You're with a group. So, yeah, for Hollywood, the days are February 28th to March 5th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. inside of the Globe Theater across from Despicable Me, Minion, Mayhem. Any thoughts on this? Um, no. No, no pretty much. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, for those that don't know, like, the Dig is a TV show on the USA Network, so I, I know I you know I know nothing whatsoever about the, this Dig TV show. Yeah, um, I've done uh, a handful of these uh, escape rooms so far. Uh, I've I've done maybe three or four of them mm-hmm. in Orlando of various degrees of of difficulty and theming. Um, I think if it's done well, it can be a lot of fun. The problem with these kind of things is capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they have too many people come out and try to try it, you can only put so many people through one of these at a time. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know how they've engineered it to deal with a theme park size crowds. Uh, yeah. I, I was uh, given an invitation and I, I actually have yet to RSVP. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to go myself. Um, but uh, before I showed up for it, I would investigate whether you're going to be standing in an hours-long line or if there's some sort of uh, way to book a reservation, uh, what exactly it involves ahead of time. Hmm. Well, um, what I think is going to happen is you're probably going to get a return time to come back to the attraction at a certain time. Like, you know, Disney has employed these uh, return time passes for meet and greets. So sure. You know, Universal in the States has not really done something like this. Japan uh, has had their uh, biohazard. (laughs) Yep. uh, You know, that's a similar kind of thing where it's a a limited capacity interactive walkthrough experience. Um, And so maybe by bringing this out here, they're experimenting to see if the market's interested in something like that in the States. Um, You know, I'd love to be able to see something like that without flying out to Osaka. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an intriguing um, marketing that the USA Network has done. It's like, hey, we're gonna put this attraction inside of a theme park, and um, and my initial thought was like, okay, um, sounds interesting to me since I've never been inside of one, like I said earlier. So, yeah, we'll see when it goes. We'll be there to cover this weekend, so stay tuned for that. Um, next up is our, um, going back to the studio tour, is they got new studio tour trams. Um, just a few days ago, I believe, um, a press release was sent out regarding Universal Studios Hollywood's 50th anniversary. And in a little section discussing nighttime studio tours, uh, they did mention a new fleet of modern trams. Um, I have seen photos of these trams. These look brand new. Because I've been told that they've constructed them someplace in Valencia and bring them here. Um, It doesn't look much different from the current trams, but it does look new in terms of the logo or, I mean, 
the design of it kind of a lot more sleek, modern, and updated for the 50th. And new seats. I mean, like, I've complained about these seats on the city tour for such a long time. Because I looked at them. Well, of course, you're going to have to look when you're sitting down. They're, they're all just ripped up and stuff, so it's good you're getting new trams. They look very, I don't know, it's like a type of material. Um, it's, I hope it is, um, memory, memory foam since it's comfy for me and I think for everybody else. So, um, they have started rolling out these trams very, uh, not too long ago. So, yeah, let's move on to construction. So, Seth. Well, I, I, I will say I saw... I saw one of these trams while I was on my tour, and I saw it from a distance, and one of the guides pointed out that it was the new tram, and I guess it was the first new tram they had gotten in. Ah. I couldn't really tell from a distance uh, what the difference is, but I have heard, uh, is it true that they're, uh, the TVs inside are going to now be 4K instead of just HD? I actually don't know. He is... Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen that one. Universal seems to have an obsession with 4K, at yes. least in uh, Orlando. Amen. So I wouldn't be doubt. I, I wouldn't doubt if they, you know. Of course, the source material for most of the videos that they're showing on those is still yeah. someone's old VHS tape from you know the the back of the van. Uh, so I, I don't know how upgrading that to four, eight to four K Ultra HD is going to improve matters much. But yeah, the press release Universal sent out didn't really mention anything about the trips ex- except just a new look and ultra comfy seats, which I hope they are. Sitting in a train for 45 minutes, boy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, it's gonna be exciting to see new trams. Because the original trams were the glamour trams, super trams, the trams now, and a fourth incarnation of the trams. So yeah, that's all I have about the trams. Trams are. Trams. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they will increase capacity with the new trams, or if they will have mm. the same seating. And I'm also curious if they're going to run, uh, you know, remember when uh, Kong opened, they ran a separate tram yeah. just for Kong, if they're going to do that with uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, uh, there has been apparently controversy about the marketing of Fast and the Furious Supercharge, which is opening on the The ride? Tour. Yes. The ride. The ride. <sighs> uh, Technically, you are riding in a vehicle at the time. Yeah. But like King Kong 360 3D. They got away with the whole lap bar thing, and people loved it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said earlier, they did have trams going directly over to the King Kong 360 3D attraction. Um, they're they're pretty much express trams where you will load at the lower lot over by the Jurassic Park overflow queue, which they have, and um, right. they take you, they lead you up right to the attraction. Then after that, ride's done. So I guess Universal could market this as a ride. I mean, like, it's and it's an expanded version of King Kong 360 3D, and um, it's huge. It's a huge show building. Well, it looks about double the length. Um, <laughs> it looks like there's some sort of pre-show experience, and then the the main show. Yeah, and for our Orlando fans, they've unexpectedly confirmed that King Kong is coming to Orlando. So. Yes, the worst kept secret in the history of feed parks. <laughs> yeah, 
Because, you know, I was listening to the earning call yesterday. It's like, boom. And yes, King, yeah, we have a King Kong attraction coming to Orlando. So I'm like, yeah. oh, great. I, I think that whoever announced that was not supposed to announce yeah. that and didn't realize they weren't supposed to announce it. Yeah. But um, let's talk about construction. So, Seth, your initial thoughts from your last trip prior to this trip. Um, the last time I visited the park uh, was after King Kong opened, but before Despicable Me. Okay. And the park's pretty unrecognizable, the, the whole center section of it. Um, uh, you know, between the walls around where House of Horrors were and the walls, uh, you know, along everywhere from Shrek all the way down to Simpsons, the park's a mess right now. <laughs> uh, on, a busy, on a busy day, it, it's really uncomfortable. Um, but I'm really impressed by what I could see of the scale of the Springfield that they're getting in Hollywood. Uh, the one we got in Orlando is great, but it's basically some, you know, one story flats tacked on to, uh, an old restaurant. And what you guys are getting looks much more immersive. Uh, I love the, the Springfield Hollywood style sign that you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it looks more like a, a collection of urban buildings and not just a, a little strip mall. I don't know. What, um, I, what I like about Orlando's is that you're walking down in an actual street where you got a waterfront right next to you. That's... Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and the Duff... I don't know that... He, are you guys getting a Duff Brewery? Yes, uh, Universal did confirm we are getting a Duff Beer Gardens. Okay. Well, maybe that's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's on the other side, uh, behind the walls, where you can't see what's going on right now. But um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm planning on coming back in early June to see it when it's done. Oh, cool. Maybe I'll meet you. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, just yeah, Universal is a big mess right now. All of construction. Yeah. And then uh, on the Harry Potter side, um, Hogsmeade is looking great. Uh, you can always, <laughs> already see some of the snow treatment. And the the entry gateway feels much grander in scope than what we have in Orlando. Um, you know, you, you, the the transition from the Sinbad Village into Hogsmeade, um, it just kind of sneaks up on you. And uh, you've got the train station there that's great, but the the archway going in itself isn't nearly as as impressive. I think is what you guys are getting. Um, I think the whole village is going to have. A bit more breathing room, uh, a bit feel a little bit less cramped. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah. And uh, I really think, uh, from the bit I can see, they're really going all out with the scenic detail. Um, you know, the Japan version was a little bit better than the Orlando version, and I think you guys are getting the best version of all, at least until Beijing comes along. Yeah, because I know, like, I think last year, someone from Universal Creative noted that each version of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter will be different. Yeah, that's uh, Alan Gilmore. Oh, Gilmore, is, okay. uh, He was uh, art director on the films and uh, is the art director on the uh, parks. And, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely giving a different spin to each version. And uh, I think you guys are going to luck out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Orlando has the original one. Japan has that Forbidden Forest walkthrough through that Black Lake, which I absolutely love. I'm, I wonder what's coming to Hollywood that's different from... The other versions. Well, I, I will tell you, having driven around the show building several times, that show, show building has a lot more volume than our Forbidden Journey. Oh, okay. Um, there's, there's more. It, it's definitely taller when you factor in the space 
on the, the, the lower section of the hill. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, I, you know, I don't know if that's going to be used, but there's definitely a lot more room inside that shell than we have in ours. Hmm. Um, Interesting thought. Because, you know, there are rumors of the Great Hall restaurant coming. Sure. So, and um, that would be uh, that would be a really great addition if it happened. Uh, I don't have any. I don't have any inside confirmation that it is, but yeah. I would love to see it. Is um the does the Forbidden Journey queue in Orlando have the Great Hall? Uh, the Great Hall is not part of the queue. You see the Great Hall on a screen uh, at the end of the ride. Oh, that's kind of um, depressing. <laughs> but there is no physical Great Hall in Orlando. Oh, that's that's sad. I, I've always wanted to see the Great Hall on its grand scale. Well, like you well, said earlier, grand, bigger than it looks bigger than Orlando's. So, yeah, we'll see. But I just seen the castle from the from the view of the city tour bridge for. Oh, yeah, it's it's huge. It's going to be really impressive, and I think you're going to be able to see that castle from a long way away. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a, a a great big beacon for the whole area. Oh yeah, it's like, hey, look, Daddy, there's Hogwarts Castle. I'm like, yeah, hey, well, let's go Universal. You know, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big focal point for the park next year. Like, you know, I, I Universal Hollywood doesn't really do fireworks. Nope. Uh, you know, other than Waterworld, other than Waterworld, I assume because of their neighbors. But imagine if they could do a fireworks show over that castle. That will be great. But the only time we're going to be able to see that is during the grand opening of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter next year. Most likely. Which I hope is as good as uh, the Diagon Alley one. Because that one looked, well, the media, VIP media, even looked phenomenal last year. Yeah, that that was really excellent. And the uh, original opening in Orlando back in 2010 was oh, really spectacular. Great. They had John Williams there conducting. Uh, and um, the Thinkwell, I believe, did a projection mapping show on the castle and the uh the cliffs the castle sit on uh, along with fireworks that was really astounding only performed once and i wish they would do it again sometime i know last year when this big woman minion opened here last year think well did their grand opening yeah so they do great work they do great work i'm excited to see what hollywood has these in japan they have fireworks throughout the Fireworks lining up of Hogsmeade Village and at the castle. I'm like, what? I'm I'm very excited for Harry Potter next year. Just everybody's talking about it now, so I think it's going to completely change the the demographics, the crowd flow, everything about that park. Um, you know that that park right now is a great movie making attraction with what's frankly a, a fairly mediocre theme park tacked on <laughs> and i think the addition of harry potter is going to finally put that you know on the same level as disney in terms of uh, a theme park attraction yeah, and now you have two castles in california disneyland and universal studios hollywood but um Hogwarts castle in hollywood definitely looks a lot bigger than a lot bigger than the sleeping beauty castle which is currently under tops right now so yeah i'm excited looking great and um i really don't know what's really where everything is located in hogsmeade since i haven't been to hogsmeade gas excuse me sure yeah so i don't don't really know how it all works out the only thing that i know is got hogwarts the train station on the right the zonko's joke shop on the left and 
Um, well, Zon- I, I don't know if you guys are going to have a Zonko's. Ours was uh, dismantled and turned into yeah. an expansion of uh, the Honeydukes yeah, honey- candy shop. But because you don't have a Diagon Alley with a uh, Weasley's Wizarding Wheezes, maybe we'll get a Zonko's. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. And, as far uh, as I know, they haven't released any uh, nope. any concept art where you can see that kind of stuff. Clearly. Nothing yet. And uh, I and I know that Spider the Hippogriff roller coaster is coming. Yes. So, but you are not getting a dragon challenge. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but no. Well, you know the the ride now that it's no longer able to duel has really outlived its uh, its usefulness. Yeah, it's not really challenging with a dragon. It's... I mean, it, when it dueled, it was it was a really unique experience. Yeah. But uh, separately, they're just two mediocre B and M inverts mm-hmm. that just happen to be next to each other. Yeah, but uh, well, what but what we're collecting about Fly the Hippogriff is nothing different from Orlando and Osaka because both rides in Osaka and Orlando. Oh, are it's, these... a, it's pretty much off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, we are definitely not much excited. There's not really it, much. To look forward to. Yeah, I mean, well, you'll you'll see di- some differences yeah. in the maybe the arrangement of hot, of Hagrid's hut and the uh, the layout of the queue, but um, as a ride, it'll be yeah. identical. And this will be Universal's second roller coaster, everybody. <laughs> yeah. It, if you count the mummy. Yeah. Which mummy? Uh, eh. Which, having been on the Orlando mummy, it's hard to count. Yeah. <laughs> California ones. But yeah. Um, I think that's good enough for Potter right now. He's pretty much... All right. Now we're going to Springfield. Wow. I am impressed with the progress he have made. Yeah, it's looking great. I'm I'm really excited to uh, to see it, and I think you guys are going to have pretty much all the food that we have, probably plus some more. Yeah, he's the only constructors this thing in, like, 10 months ago, I think. Yeah. So, Universal, is, they left, apparently, they're fast-tracking this project like every, like every other project right now in the park. I really hope, though, that part of the project is going to upgrade the projectors that you have in your Simpsons uh, ride because they're yes. just terrible. Yes. Um, the one in Orlando is not great. I'm always complaining the one in Orlando is dim and fuzzy, but it, it looks like a, a super IMAX compared to yours. Yours was yeah. so dark and so muddy. Uh, that was just ugly. Yeah, like like I like last time I went to Universal, I bought a friend. He least wanted a Simpsons ride. Then he didn't even notice it was that dark. After I got him, after I got him, or after we went off the ride, it's like, did he notice the screen was dark? And I'm like, no, I'm like, it's so dark compared to like Transformers and Mini Mayhem, just so well, rich in color. And I, I think that your Transformers is noticeably not uh, as good as ours uh, in terms of projection. Yeah, it's I've... not a, as big a difference as Simpsons, but uh, it's noticeable. And uh, Despicable Me was close, but I, I, I don't know, I, I thought that the contrast was uh, not quite as good. Yeah, at least I've noticed that each time my Transformers the quality, it, it still looks good, but it's getting a bit fuzzy right now in terms of, you know, like the scene where, um, oh, what's that scene? Where, where, where you can see the characters all pixelated. Um, I think it's with uh, Megatron. No. Optimus Prime, when he comes up to you and you're up the elevator, I think that part yeah. seems really pixelated. Mm-hmm. And and at the end, when Bumblebee picks you up and chops you down with Optimus, yikes! I hope they uh, fix the projectors. Yeah, yeah I, I know that Orlando got a next generation of projectors, and uh, I'm sure as soon as the 
the accountants decide that the ones in Hollywood have outlived their lifespan, they'll swap in newer ones. Yeah, well, and hopefully we get a new facade for Transformers. Yes, oh boy. Yeah, Oof. the you know the building for Transformers in Orlando isn't all that great, but uh, at least it's not just a cardboard flat with a yeah. cardboard on it. <laughs> well, at least you guys got Optimus Prime pointing over to Diagon yeah. Alley. It's like I'm so jealous. <laughs> Go that way. Go that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I love you guys' facade, even though it looks a bit weird with all these random garages yeah. everywhere. I mean, like, I understand where creative had to come in and modify things so you could, quote-unquote, blend in. But honestly... Yeah, it really doesn't blend in. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's in the it's, middle. Hey, it's it's better than an empty warehouse. Or, that is or, true. Or an empty soundstage, which is what was there for a long time. That so. is true. I'm not complaining. Moving on. Moving on. But yeah, like, the Springfield. Wow, how did I get from Springfield to Transformers? Oh, God. But yeah, um... Springfield, like I said earlier, looks great. The facades, there's some mod, there's some different looks of the most tavern as you probably seen. Looks a bit different than one in Orlando, where the sign for Moe's in Orlando looks a lot more cartoonish, and Hollywood looks a lot more realistic. So, mm. and Krusty Burger apparently has a different look than Orlando. Yeah, somehow. And Cleese's yeah, no. Chicken Shack, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they've done a good job of tweaking everything, and they're definitely you guys are getting the improved version for mm. sure. And we are getting Bumble, Bumblebee Man's taco truck. Yeah, I saw a picture of of that getting installed. Yeah, uh, and 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 obviously you can tell it is not really a truck. Yeah, it it's not. Move. They're building that thing just like eh, it's like a regular building. You know, gonna have to put a street address on it. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you do with their other buildings, at Universal. Like, yeah, the specific address right here in the park. Like, okay, so whatever. But yeah, moving on to Fast and Furious. Like I said, it's it's large, very, uh, what do you call it, lengthy in terms of size. And yeah, I don't really have much to say about Fast and Furious construction. But it's good. Now, into your trip report, the most exciting part of our... <laughs> So, um, I forget when you go to Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, I was there on the Saturday of President's Day weekend. So okay. that was, uh, I think that's uh, Valentine's, Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. Okay, Valentine's Day, that's right. Okay. Uh, and it was an extremely busy day. Uh, as I walked around, I looked at wait time boards and, and everything was 90 minutes or more. I mean, it was, it was packed. Um, but I took a VIP tour and I got to say it was the best VIP tour I've ever had at any theme park. And I, I've done, uh, VIP tours at, um, Disney and, uh, Universal, uh, Orlando and, uh, Disneyland. And the, the one at Hollywood really knocks it out of the park. Have, have you ever been on one? I've never been on a VIP experience. I've, all right. I want so, to, but it's so expensive. <laughs> so here's the thing: if if you're a local and you've got an annual pass, and you know the VIP tours is obviously not cost effective for you. Yeah. However, if you've got one day to be at Universal and it's a busy day, and you're already planning on spending the whole day there and eating while you're there, uh, and maybe even having to buy the the Gate A pass because it's a really busy day. Um. You should think about the VIP tour. So your regular one-day ticket to Universal is about a hundred bucks. Ninety-two. And um, 
and then uh, if you if you buy the gate A with a one day, what is it? It's about a one seventy five, something like that. It's around there. Yeah. So two ninety nine is the the VIP tour. It includes your admission. Uh, it includes the gate A for before and after your tour. Um, you get valet parking, uh, and that you know parking is going to cost you at least what seventeen dollars. Seventeen dollars. Yeah, minimum uh, if you use the self parking and the and the valet is a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get uh, a really nice breakfast, continental breakfast, but with you know smoked salmon and cured meats and fancy uh, coffees, and the best buffet brunch or buffet lunch that I've had uh, outside of Vegas, and and oh. even better than some Vegas buffets I've oh, been dang. to. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm all I'm talking all you can eat. King crab legs, sushi, filet mignon, lobster risotto, um, you know, uh, fresh made crepes for dessert. Really first, first rate lunch. Um, and the best part of the tour is that, uh, while the studio tram tour, the, the normal one Mm -hmm. takes about 45 minutes and just drives past all these sets and sound stages. The VIP tour is about three hours of walking through those sets. So you can get out and uh, walk around Hill Valley and take your picture on, on the courthouse steps from Back to the Future. And uh, you can walk into the sound stages. We walked onto the set of the TV show About a Boy okay. and got to walk all around the house and the interior and, and see how everything is put together. Um, get to walk through the props warehouse where you know thousands of chairs and tables and you know, furniture used in hundreds of movies and TV shows. It's just all sitting there like a giant Ikea. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the value of being able to get off that tram and walk around and see all this, uh, up close, it worth every penny. I think, um, it's a totally different experience than the, the regular tram tour. I know a lot of people who are, who are locals are probably bored of the tram tour by now. Um, but that's really the the treasure that separates uh, Universal Hollywood from any other theme park. And if that's something you're interested in, um, the you will not regret the money you spend on the VIP tour. Now, if you have a, a whole family with kids um, <laughs> who just want to ride the rides, then I would say that, no, it's not worth it. But uh, for an adult who's, who's into the art of movie making and the history of that studio, um, yeah, totally worth it. Cool. Well, that's a good overview. Now we're gonna actually gonna nitpick into your trip of Yes. So, um, it was very busy, as he told me. Um, mm-hmm. up. How do you think? How do you think of the VIP lounge up on t- the top deck? VIP lounge was beautiful. Um, they they have similar ones in Orlando. Um, I I think the one in Hollywood's a little nicer. You have that balcony where you can look down over the uh, the entry courtyard. And uh, they, like I said, they had good Wi-Fi in there. I thought it was funny that they have a TV sh- in there that's showing nonstop the Cinematic Spectacular <laughs> show yep. from Orlando. The video that plays on the missed screens. <laughs> They're just running in a loop. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I, I really loved the breakfast they gave us. And uh, I think it's cool that there's things like, uh, you know, a, an old letter from Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. when uh, he was a kid on the wall. Or uh, script pages from Scarface, you know. Um, the the fact that it's a real movie studio um, is is all through that place and and uh, definitely in the VIP lounge. Yeah, because I like these uh, 
the advantage the advantage that Hollywood has for the VI for the VIP experience is the backlot. You get to walk yeah. into that's the that's the big selling point yeah. on their marketing of the VIP. And the VIP tour in Orlando is is fine. It's great, especially if you're there at a busy time and you want to see Harry Potter without waiting for hours. It's <laughs> fantastic. But you know they give you some trivia about the theme park, but it's still just a theme park. It doesn't have the you know the the decades and decades of history in Hollywood and and you know cultural significance uh, in the same way that that Hollywood does. Um, and you know also the the VIP tours in Orlando um, don't include admission. Really? So you're paying almost as much. Uh, you're not getting admission. You're getting a much simpler breakfast. Uh, and you're not getting a, a meal included most of the time. Wow, so, that's kind of... Yeah, you're you're much better value uh, for your money in Hollywood. Yeah, I I got to agree, agree with that because I was thinking of taking the VIP in Orlando, but but, but you know, like I said, I'm I'm probably still gonna uh, take that tour, the VIP experience in the mm-hmm. near future. So, um, yeah, the um, I see what's next on the list. Yeah, how was it like looking at the the entrance, just seeing all those people walk in? It's like well, I, I got to tell you, the entrance in Hollywood is a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah, you've got people coming in from the Frankenstein Garage, people coming in from the City Walk side, people coming in from that front drop off lot, with no real clear beacon of what they're walking towards. You know, there's this red carpet that goes up to the main archway, but most of the turnstiles are on either side of that, not through it. Um, it's, it's kind of unclear. You know, you've even got both a globe and you've got the old universal Hollywood neon sign. And it's like, what's the icon? What's the center? Where, where's the crowd supposed to flow? I, I thought that the, uh, the whole entry plaza. Now, once you get in through the gates, um, that little fountain, uh, you know, statue thing with the bronze that they had like a living statue guy yeah. uh, with a clapboard. Kind of cheesy, but, you know, fine. Um, and then the, leading up to that new Art Deco tower in the central plaza, I thought that was all great. Uh, much stronger sense of space than it used to be. Uh, it used to be you'd walk in and you'd be like, where am I? I which direction am I supposed to go? Um, but I, I thought the whole process of getting into the park is, is kind of a mess there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, like, it's that part. You just have a fountain right there, and you have to go around it. Yeah. I'm like, honestly, what I would, yeah. what I would do is just just to get rid of it. Just put like a tree under or something like that. Call it a day. You <laughs> know, is is I don't know. People love taking pictures. With this. I I know people love taking pictures with that, and um, it does get a it does give people a good picture when you're at the front of the arch. You got the arch, and you got the globe. I mean, then found then the Universal Plaza. But like you said earlier, there's so many different icons. You got Universal Plaza, the entrance, the old, uh, the old neon sign. Then yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. The the entryway at Universal Studios Florida isn't great either. It's it's very bland. Um, yeah, it, it needs to be redone. But uh, in terms of crowd flow, it, it's much more efficient than mm-hmm. uh, what you guys have there. Yeah, because what I'm speculating is that they're going to redress all those facades of the stores into Art Deco, much like the plaza is, just to streamline that Art Deco theme that the park is going through right now. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that, you know. It'll be nice, because um, I had friends that told me it looks like a big strip mall, just, you know, 
which shops on left and the right. But what I don't understand is that you got a store right in front of each other. You got the Universal store and you got the Minion store right across. I'm like, why do you why do you need two stores? I mean, like, what I would do is just to get rid of that Minion store, create a pathway for Waterworld, because it 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 gets a mess once Waterworld unloads. Oh yeah, yeah, that it's a rather narrow corridor leading to Waterworld now, and uh, yeah, that was a big choke point. I know yeah. <laughs> Especially at night, it's not very well lit. Yeah, it's not. Universal's not well lit, but they're trying to look nice. They're trying to make the park look nice at night. And, um, yeah. Um, how do you think? So, you were there around 11, 10 in the morning? I, uh, yeah, I got there. I got there before 11, and I stayed until close. Okay, so, um,. Yeah, so how's your guide throughout your entire day? Um, her name was Cheryl. She was phenomenal. Um, really just first rate, uh, lots of great info. Um, I, I just love the little touches on the VIP tour that they give you a little uh, they give you a little plastic purse with uh, tissues and breath mints and sanitizers, mm-hmm. and they give you ponchos before you ride uh, Jurassic Park. You know, it's the little things yeah. that count. Um, yeah, our guide was great. Everyone uh, I interacted with, uh, team member-wise, was was really excellent. Yeah. So, um, so do you still have your lanyard with you, your VIP lanyard? Um, it's I still have to unpack stuff from my trip. Honestly. Oh, oh yeah, I, I actually it's, just came back. So yeah, I know. I, I yeah, it's, I've been back for a few days, but uh, yeah, I've got piles of of receipts and park brochures and lanyards that i need to sort through and hey, put away but yeah hey. I, I i keep all that stuff i have a bag of uh vip lanyards going back you know 10 15 years so. so um let's talk about the food so like you said you love the food instead of that the uh, yeah i i only ate the vip buffet honestly i did not eat anything else in the park this time did i no i don't think i did um yeah, the the VIP buffet was excellent. Um, my past experiences with food at Hollywood have been very mixed. Um, kind of reminded me of uh, Universal Florida before Chef Steve Jason came in and started shaking everything up with the Harry Potter food and the Simpsons food. Um, you know, a, a lot of stuff that all kind of looked the same. Though I think it's cool that you guys have some more authentic uh, Chinese dishes. That's uh, true. Or at least, you know, at least I can't read the menu, so I, I think yeah. it's a little more authentic. Um, though I don't understand why you guys have a Panda Express in the park. We have one in our city walk, but uh, I don't know why that has to be in the park. Yeah, they yeah. have one at Knott's, too. I thought that yes, was bizarre. Do. Ghost Town is so perfect, and then there's a Panda Express. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but, you know, the theme park, so you got to make, you know, deal somewhere. So yeah, um, how how large is the variety of food in the buffet? I w- I thought it was excellent. I mean, both hot and cold buffet, carved meat, um, crab legs, shrimp, uh, lots of different salads, um, made to order pasta. Um, I, I it was uh, you know I've got some photos I'm going to be posting up on my on my wall and. Uh, I thought it was, you know, like I said, I, I had just been in Vegas for a week and a half before mm-hmm. being uh, in California. And um, 
it, that was buffet was it was definitely better than some of the ones I had when I was in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it seems like you love seafood from photos I've seen. You just got a whole plate of seafood. Um, right yeah, I'm 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 a big shellfish fan. Okay. I'm a terrible Jew. Terrible Jew. <laughs> yeah. So um, shellfish and bacon. It's awful. So yeah, how do you think of the overall atmosphere of your trip? Of the overall atmosphere of of Hollywood studios. Um, well, just or, just, I, just your experience. Just how how do you feel about you know all the bustling and exclusive VIP? Oh well, you know, like I said, the the VIP was fantastic. Every time I go to Universal Hollywood, it's it's odd. It's like a mirror universe because I spend so much time in in Universal <laughs> Orlando. Um, and there there's like I said, anything regarding the movie studio and the history, and you know that Universal Experience Museum is great. All that stuff is fantastic and and worth going to the Hollywood for. But as a theme park, it's it's pretty much a complete mess. Um, mm. It's thematically, it's you know even less cohesive than the studios in Florida, which is not saying much. Um, it, it's um, the attractions that are there. Uh, I some of them I think are a little bit better than the Orlando version. Sometimes I think the Orlando version is a little bit different. It's it's not on the level of like you know at Disneyland you have Pirates of the Caribbean that's so much better uh, than the, the Walt Disney World version that it's worth going to. Or you have stuff like Indiana Jones that they don't have anything like that. <laughs> you, there's nothing that you, that you have in Hollywood um, that I would want to pick up, you know, other than the back lot and the studio tour, which you can't do. There's, there's really nothing there that I would want to see moved to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, like I said, the, the Simpsons ride is, is, basically identical in terms of content um slightly better queue um but worse projections uh same thing with transformers um despicable me you got better capacity but you also don't have a stationary seating section so it makes it less accessible to little kids and people who don't like the bouncing around um shrek is shrek and the less said about shrek the better um, your animal actors show is like 90% identical, but, uh, your animals seem a lot less cooperative than the ones in Florida. Hmm. Um, okay. the, it's the same script, but your show goes on almost 10 minutes longer just because the animals take a lot longer to do anything. Um, I, you know, your special effects show, uh, if you've seen our, our horror makeup, makeup show, um, I think the horror makeup show is, is better. Yeah. Um, we don't fly people around. But uh, that's about that's about it. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna move away from the bus. And we could have a whole okay. conversation about the Jurassic Park ride. Okay. But, uh, we were gonna talk about that later. So. Um, okay. All right. Let's moving let's away from it. the let's theme park over to the working movie studio. So. Um, yeah. What's your favorite set or what's your favorite location on the back lot? Oh wow. Um. I mean, I really appreciate the Bates Motel and the Psycho House for historical reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the most fun of of the VIP tour was getting off the tram and getting to walk around the uh, War of the World set, getting to get right up into the the airplane pieces, oh, yeah. and um, you know, take pictures and video from from right up close of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That was really, I mean, that's that's a really impressive set. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's nice to see an earthquake attraction where the uh, ceiling still drops and you you still have a sliding uh, 
tank. I I haven't seen the tanker removed in Orlando in quite a while. Oh, really? So um, um, okay. And uh, and of course, it's it's always great seeing Jaws, even though that Jaws is the cheesiest thing on the face <laughs> of the earth. People still love it. It is. It is. I you know I'm less and less impressed with the King Kong 360 each time I see it. Okay. Um, the the projection does not seem to be as good as when I first saw it when it first opened. And uh, one of the projectors in particular, one of the eyes was out. So there was just a, a spot that was oh, not really? 3D. Ah. Uh, it was like that the whole day it was there. Um, and mostly I think the screen is too far from the tram. Mm, yeah. So that either you're sitting on the outside of the tram and you're looking at a lot of black floor and ceiling. Or you're sitting in the middle and it's it's more immersive, but you don't really get a good view of what's happening. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the Orlando version being a, a big improvement. On yes, the now that is big. And I and I think that uh that that uh the Orlando version will probably be closer tech wise to the Fast and Furious probably than to the original Kong. Yeah, because every time I go on King Kong, it's like, eh. Honestly, I don't even bring my I don't even bring 3D glasses. 3D feature piece is still useless for me. But once Fast and Furious opens, I'm gonna have to keep it. Hopefully, um, Fast and Furious can improve that uh, blackness and bring the screens a bit closer. Which apparently is gonna be 360 degrees of screens. So yeah, no, I I don't know which direction they're measuring. If that, I assume that doesn't mean they're gonna have them on the ceiling because uh, there's still a roof. But yeah. maybe it means it will wrap all the way around the front of the car. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. around the just car. Yeah, back. yeah. Instead of seeing the end of the tunnel. So yeah, see, oh, good. Uh, yeah. And the last time I walked on a back, I was doing Howling Hard Night, so I don't mm-hmm. really get that, you know, quietness or, you know. Yeah, it was. It was really. Uh, it was really. It was also something special to walk. Uh, it doesn't really look like that Back to the Future anymore, but knowing that it was, you know, this this courthouse square from Hill Valley, yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, what's funny about the War of the World side is that they just continually add, you know, unused stuff into there. So you know, no, they just is... keep dumping things there. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. His last time I was there, they added a fire truck, or I uh, mean, a uh, ambulance, uh-huh. which you probably saw. Um, sure. A playset. It's just <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> weird. I mean, like. Funny. You know, it's a big dumpster, basically. Sure. <laughs> so, like, hey, let's just add more. And, um, I think a few years ago, they just ate, like, before, you know, there's that car alarm sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's triggered every time the another train. <sighs> so annoying. Off. So annoying. Tell me about, yeah, we were we were there trying to talk. A uh, guy was trying to point stuff out and had to stop talking every time a yeah, tram if, went by. At least I saw your video on Torrent. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, God, that thing annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I think a few years ago, they didn't add that special effect. So it's just quietness. The only thing that was sound was the uh, the rotating blade. Sure. Down. Wow. I love it. No, that. there's actually a bunch of speakers hidden all through there yeah. making all sorts of noises. Yeah. But, you know, it's Hollywood. <laughs> and, you know, those homes up there. No, no, no. Yeah, they said the people looking down on it have been well compensated financially. For their uh, view, yeah, honestly, they chose to live up there, and well, some of those houses have probably been there since before the uh, yeah War of the World set was. Yeah, they have, yeah, yeah. But, and uh, um, there has been controversy about the nighttime studio tours. I'm sure, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we have uh, the neighborhood Dr. Phillips area. That's true. Right across the street from Universal, and they can't run certain roller coasters past certain times. So yeah, I you know I can understand. Yeah. Well, I think Hollywood has a bigger disadvantage just because it's high high on a hill and sound can go. Sure. Oh, sure, sure. Especially Waterworld. Well, you know, the, the the reason that the Gibson Amphitheater was built and enclosed in the first place was yeah. because of uh, rich so. neighbors complaining about concerts that they used to have when it was an open-air amphitheater. Yeah, well, apparently they're going to bring back an amphitheater soon, so... Huh. I don't know Where when. are they going to squeeze it? I don't know. They People are telling yeah. me on the parking lot in front of the park. Just, they, they, Interesting. It's just this vast parking lot Interesting. That, yeah. that hasn't yeah. been used. Well, they've got all these garages that are being built. So yeah, and a few years and a few years ago, my only time where the Gibson Amphitheater was being used was for a uh, boy band concert, and I was just walking through City Walk, just amused, huh. all these screaming girls all with all these posters, and like, eh. Well, I kind of miss seeing those crazy people, but um, what else? Let's see. Um, favorite attraction on the studio tour. On the studio tour, uh, uh, really like I said, fun. it's always yeah. fun seeing Earthquake uh, again, and 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 it's fun seeing Jaws. Um, you know, King Kong, I like it, but you know, I'm not crazy about it. I'm looking forward to Fast and, and the Furious. Yeah, I'm looking forward. You know, to I, I think the, the the tram tour, you do it to see the to see the uh, back lot, you know, more than to see the the cheesy effects. Yeah, but then, the the the. Yeah. The flash flood's still kind of fun. The longest running studio tour attraction yep. to this day yep. still, and I still love it. Just because so much water though. It's just <laughs> over six hundred thousand gallons of water. And, and, and I won- wonder how much of it evaporates every day. Oh yeah. And uh, did did your guy tell a joke about the the drinking water? For the uh, flash I don't flood? think I don't know. I don't I don't remember. Okay, because uh, there's this joke where. All of this water gets recycled back up to the theme parks at Disneyland. Like, uh, such a funny. Uh, honestly, that joke is just—it's poking fun at Disney. I'm like, I'm fine with it. And um, uh, the trams are air conditioned, which is nice if they turn the it on. The VIP, the VIP tour trams are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wanted to go inside of one, but you know, I'm I can't pay that much right now at the moment, so um. Yeah, VIP trains are nice, leather seats, air conditioning. Um, they even have a big ice chest full of uh, cold bottled water. For oh, you. really? I did not know yep. that. Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh-huh. Um, Let's see. Now, how long were you at the park for? I probably got there uh, around 10.30, quarter to 11, and I stayed until it closed at, at 10 p.m. Dang. I <laughs> took my time walking out through... Uh, Walked around City Walk before uh, I left. So, how do you think of the view during the sunset at the park? Um, I, you know what, I was uh, inside. I was watching Waterworld. Uh, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, because the sunset right around then. Um, you know, it's honestly there's too many construction walls to yeah. really say anything about the views. Well, in the park. well, I'm I'm like the Starway escalators to get an nice view of the San Fernando Valley. Sure, it's... sure, sure, sure. Yeah, the, yeah, the es- escalator absolutely. You get some. 
Got to, uh, yeah, I, I was there a little before sunset. Favorite ride um, in the park, everybody, the Starway Escalators. Yeah, of course. <sighs> well, I did notice that they got rid of, it used to be some Access Hollywood guy or something. Yep, that's uh, gone. Talking to that's you. gone. And now it's just music, so I appreciated that. Oh, yeah, I guess, honestly, I was, I was just tired of saying, you're music from the movies. And now yeah. it's just the warning of escalators, you know, Yeah. follow codes and just music, which good enough for me. Lots of despicable me everywhere in the park now. It's just you're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere, everywhere. But soon it'll be all Harry Potter. <laughs> yep. Like in Orlando, it's all getting invaded with Potter. But um, yeah, I, it's, I don't really have much to talk about the studio tour. Now back to the theme park. How right. was, how was Waterworld at night? Oh, it's fantastic. They really did a good job. With I was I was afraid when I heard that they you know got a new stunt company and changed out the cast. Because it was always a great show, but uh, I think the pacing is better. Um, I think it, it builds better now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I definitely noticed more pyro in the finale. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not crazy about the pre-recorded guns, uh, eh. the sound effects yeah. for the guns, but uh, it that didn't really bother me that much. And uh, I I thought some of the new high falls were good. Um, mm-hmm. It it just uh, it felt like a tighter show. It and did. it looked great it at night. It's a uh, the first time I think I've ever seen it at, yeah. after dark, and uh, it really looked fantastic. Yeah, you're welcome. I recommend you to see Waterworld yes. at night. The parallel yes. at the finale is just phenomenal, and there's a lot more fire. Which oh yeah, it gets very hot. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, they they recently just came out of their refurbishment, like on mm-hmm. February 14th. They got brand new cast. Well, not brand new, but you just got a bit more staff. Cast, mm-hmm. which I love, is I've been, you know, not that I don't like seeing cast every year. It's just I want to see some new people coming to the show. Sure. And um, the the look of Waterworld overall looks nice. Like the set yeah. looks lovely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's in it's in great shape. I, I I said before there was nothing at Hollywood I want to bring to Orlando. I lied. I I would bring the Waterworld show over. I'm not sure where it would go. If it could replace Fear Factor, great. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think Fear Factor is is going to be. Ministry of Magic one of these days. Yeah. I'm not sure where Waterworld would fit. I wouldn't mind uh, redoing the Sinbad show to have the quality of stunts and action uh, that Waterworld has. Um, yeah. Sinbad is fairly lame. Yeah, but that's like uh, literally like butted up against Sinbad has, me. Sinbad has great potential. Yeah, yeah. it's right up. In- and um, apparently Sinbad is going to get a 2.0 version by saying stunt company. Well, it's. I mean, it's already had so many... Uh, yeah. rewrites over the years. Oh, I, I mean, I hope I hope they can do something. I yeah. Hope. Well, um, the current company, Action Horizons, they have a better grasp on Waterworld since they operate two other shows in Singapore and Japan. Sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, they, they need someone who can write a good script. Is, uh, yeah. But if Waterworld would have come to Orlando, um, I could see real estate being a problem and the expenses for you know building codes sure. and. Yeah, the only place Waterworld could really fit is on the expansion pad in between uh, Simpsons and Men in Black, where uh, the original yeah. Jurassic Park was supposed to go. Or maybe in the new quote-unquote water park. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I... Eh, the, it, it wouldn't I really work, but... Would work. No, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah. yeah, good try. I think the IP, I mean... Though it's you know they keep putting it into new parks, they put it into Singapore. It looks like it might be in Beijing. Yeah, um, it's amazing how they they keep churning out that even though no one remembers the movie. Yeah, is is like 
I'm like, have you seen Waterloo Show to France? I'm like, and not many people even know it's a movie. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Waterloo really stood its um, reign over the sun shows in the parks. Yeah. Ah. So yeah, Waterworld is definitely the best attraction in the park. Yeah, same yeah. favorite thing. I mean, yeah, like, I, I just love the new paint on the water. It looks a lot more mm-hmm. crisp, darker mm-hmm. blue. Yeah, it looks set. Good. You have speakers on the actual set, so you get that realism fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And speakers, overall. Yeah, the sound I thought was very good. Sound I it's, it's, was it's, oh, the phone's ringing. Nah, whatever. But yeah, um, the sound, sound quality overall improved. 72 subwoofers under the Waterworld arenas. Yeah, you can you can tell. <sighs> That's yeah. you. You can really feel the subwoofers yeah. under you. So, what other attractions should we talk about? Minion I mean, Mayhem. We already, we, well, we already talked about Minion. Yeah, Mayhem. but I just uh, want to. You know, the the, the facades uh, are really well done, and I love the whole super silly fun land. Uh, yeah. um, I thought that was fantastic. I wish a little bit more of it was dry, because so much <laughs> yeah. of it I couldn't even get close to because I didn't want to get soaked. But I love that little spinner ride. You know, it's very much like Hanging Kodos. Yeah. Um, but it, very clever. Uh, I love the minion disco music. Um, <laughs> as for the ride itself, you know, it's it's identical. Um, there were some little things where I felt like by building two of everything that they might have skimped a little in the detailing. Mm. Um, but not not so much that anyone would notice unless they'd been on the original yeah. a million times. Um, I did miss that they don't have stationary seating. Uh, yeah. I don't understand why they didn't put that bench where, like we have in Orlando. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I honestly didn't notice any, notice you know, big difference. But yeah, um, um, just capacity, you know. Yeah. And I, I was a little disappointed that you know they did a much better job with the facade. But once you enter and you're yes, in the queue, queue <laughs> it's you know it really uh, just as barren as as the external queue in Orlando. Yeah. It's just all painted sky blue. Yeah, they really didn't change that any from Transformers. They just added the bomb speakers. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not terribly thrilled with it, but you know, I mean, it's it's a solid starter simulator. You know, it's it's not as painful as Simpsons. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's very funny. Uh, It's very clever. I think the writing in the pre-show is great. Oh yeah. Um, so it's you know, it's not something that I do every time I go to the park. Uh, but it's. I'm glad it's there. Yeah, see, the the second um, pre-show rooms, it sells me. I'm like, you got the the vibrating uh, floor, you got the the what do you call it? Now, my uh, when I saw it, the fart gun did not have any banana smell. Uh, I don't know if they were just out of banana juice, but uh, they, they they probably were. Yeah. So yeah, that's despicable me. Yeah, um, you know, it's a fun ride. Yeah, you know, we talked about Transformers. Um, I don't know what to say about the mummy, other than that's just simply the, a, a terrible, terrible yeah. ride in in Hollywood. You know, I like that it's got more backwards, but it's boring. Mm. There's really no height to it. Um, you know, there's no there's no real sense of drop. Any of it. Yeah. Um, and what they did to the finale, I don't understand why they changed something that was not a great finale, but at least somewhat of a finale. And now you're just in a, a dark room. And then the door opens and it's over. And yeah, well, the thing is, is that it makes um, no sense at all. Yeah, the thing is, is that earlier in, in, in the mid two thousands, they were selling us forty six degrees. Now inside of the show building, they're like, we're just gonna add CL two into the last room, into the turntable, just to make it look all cool and you know it's cold. Like, 
I would rather have quality versus, you know. Well, there you originally it was a fake fire effect, and there was yeah. a large IMAX projection on the dome and the ceiling, and now there's no nothing. There's really no fog effect at all, you know, and there's uh, a little projection of an eclipse. And it doesn't make any sense. It's it's so anticlimactic. I, I, I don't want to talk anymore about that mummy ride. It's, yeah. it's just sad. It's just sad. And people always say, that's it? That's it. And, and it's it short. It's like yeah. 90 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's so short. But moving on. Right, moving on. Now on to Let's talk about uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Yeah, so. So it's, here's the thing. To me, if you want to talk in Disney terms, the, the Jurassic Park Hollywood versus Jurassic Park Orlando is like, the Animal Kingdom dinosaur ride versus the Ellen's Energy Adventure in terms oh, okay. of the that's, style and and the quality. That's kind of it, that that the Hollywood version. Yes, it has more dinosaurs. It has more action, but it's all carnival cheesy. Yeah, <laughs> it's the dinosaurs. Like even even if the sculpts on some of them are the same, the painting is done in in just such a kind of loud, cheesy way. Uh, when you go through Stegosaurus Springs and you have this tacky yeah. glow light orange paint yeah, that, for like... lava, and and the baby dinosaur looks like something out of the Land Before Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I love that you know, you yes, you've got the 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 big ultrasaur and the baby ultrasaur, and and we're missing the baby ultrasaur, but then your um, Cetacosaurs look mm-hmm. like lawn ornaments, and. <laughs> And the staging of the hadrosaur that bumps you doesn't make any sense because you only see him after you bump. He, you get bumped. You don't get to see him yeah. beforehand. Um, and then there, you see up ahead. Instead of, you know, in Orlando, you were going to float towards Hadrosaur Cove, which looks nice and quiet. And instead of Orlando, the way you're you're being bumped away from a crashed boat, so it looks like everything has already gone to heck. When it, it's it's the pacing, the build is completely off. Hmm. Um, and. Uh, yeah, you have an extra T-Rex that drops down to the ceiling. That is true. Um, but the raptors dropping down look really tacky. No. <laughs> um, and then, finally, let's get to, to, to the T-Rex at the end. Um, yes, yours is more dramatic because it comes out from the waterfall. But it looks like he's... I don't know if he's bungee, do- bungee jumping or something, but he's like on a giant sled. He's like the alien in, in the great movie ride in, okay, in Hollywood yeah, studios. That's like, why are you hanging from the ceiling? Has he got a parachute on? I don't. It, and it's, it's just, it's a big tacky boo moment. Whereas the one in Orlando, it, he's got all this animation and motion and he kind of walks towards you and it's, it's not, maybe not quite as scary, but it's a lot more impressive. Um, so I'm not going to say necessarily that one ride is better than the other. They're just, they've got a totally different style and feel, even though it's the same story and a very similar layout. Um, uh, I think the biggest thing that you guys are missing in, in Hollywood is that you don't have that wow moment of the Jurassic park gates opening because you've got that canopy of like fake foliage over your head in that little tunnel at the beginning. Yeah. And then the gates themselves, you see the bottom half of them opening, but there is no top half of the gate. Yeah, there is not. Um, so you never get that, that big wow moment of, of welcome to Jurassic Park and seeing the whole gates open. So, I mean, it, I, I kind of look at, at the Hollywood one as a rough draft for, for the Orlando one. And I wish the Orlando one had a few more dinosaurs. And both of them need a lot of maintenance. 
a lot of maintenance. Oh. Well, luckily right now our Jurassic How, you, are you getting your refurb right, right now? now? We it are is, right now. Right now, Jurassic Park is on refurbishment until yeah, March ours 14th. is on refurb now. It, so, it, I mean, they they need it. They need it. it was, you know, God, Gary Goddard wanted it to be built as an indoor dark ride. Yeah. Um, and he was right because you can't have things like that operating in the weather. Yeah. You know, it's it's better in Hollywood because you just get sun. You don't get rain the way that we do. Well, it's, yeah, it's been raining here these past few days. It, so. it has. Yeah, it, you, you guys, well, you needed it. Yeah, we needed it. it. Yeah, we but it's drought. just the level of humidity. Um, it just destroys the skins here in Orlando. Yeah, like our Jurassic Park, you know, the fallen Jeep hasn't worked at all. Since yeah, that. tell me about that. Uh, I haven't seen it work in the last few years that I've been. And the, the Jeep is much more dramatic than the falling box, but at least the box works most of the time. Yeah, um, the Jeep hasn't worked every single time. Like, the last time it worked was probably last uh, February, actually. Ouch. So, yeah, that, ouch, thing has, ouch, ouch. that thing has not been working. I mean, like, I mean, like it, it, it moves, but it won't go down. Sure. So, um... I wonder if they're going to just take that out and just use the falling crate and use that instead. Yeah, I don't know if it's set up for it, but yeah, yeah the, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. The one the one thing I do actually really like is you you guys have the mouse ears. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have that. Yeah, that... And not, not many people... Not, not many people are focused on the, in the, on the water. They just focus on, like, what's top of you. Sure. And, um... Yeah, it's... it's Hollywood's just de- deteriorating in terms of, yeah. but if you write it at night, it looks better with because there's a lot more fog and yeah, blue sure. lights. Sure, sure. I think that covers the attractions, right? Is there anything we uh, um, missed? Transformers, Simpsons, special effects. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really all. I, well, you you probably went into um, the NBC Universal Experience Museum. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, and I love that they uh, have that restored uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future there. It's, it's really great. It's an interesting story yeah. how they got that in. Oh, really? Um, apparently they took off the roof and. <laughs> That's uh, great. It, it is. You can't fit that thing inside of the door. These. Sure. It was worth it. It's that's great that they have that. And uh, I liked all of the anniversary exhibits. Oh, uh, I love the it. the films that you can watch of old attractions. That's great. And I I hope something like that is coming uh, to I, Orlando I, for the twenty fifth. That is my. Favorite. I've heard very mixed things about whether or not it's happening. So. Yeah. But yeah, that that section. I hope we get something like that. Yeah, that section of the fiftieth. That is my favorite. Yeah. Like. Area it's very base. well done. Yeah, and very um, well done. Apparently, they uh, they had ET animatronic from the ride. But apparently uh-huh. they took it out. Huh. Maybe they can move it to a Florida for yeah for a better well, ET. We, we, we still have our ET. Yeah. Uh, we, we we could we could use some work on ours though. Maybe you can take our ET and Machani and put it in yours for seeing the device you know the goodbye scene, you know maybe. I don't know, but um, it, it's a nice museum. They have a bunch of you have a bunch of you know props from movies, and you got the backside with all the uh. The claymation, mm-hmm. Norman and yep, yes, Portland. it's really really well done. I'm glad you guys have something like that. Though, if I was going to expand the park, that would be one of the first things I'd probably knock down. Yeah, it's honestly it's just tucked in there between Transformers and Jurassic. Yeah, and not many people even know about it, but it is nice and air conditioned. Yeah, uh, it's just just bust busting, and you know it, it it feels like old Universal Studios Hollywood in my opinion. You got that. Mm-hmm. It's just a vibe of, you know, being inside of a 
watching all these historic and classic movies that Universal created. Mm. But um, so I think that about wraps up the theme park. What about Shrek? Um, no, let's not talk about Shrek. <laughs> um, did he go on Shrek? Walk, wait, wait. I, no, I did not do oh, Shrek this time. Okay. Um, so City Walk, uh, I did take a stroll through City Walk at the end of my trip, and uh, I, I gotta say, your City Walk is much louder. Yes, and larger, huh. and uh, has a lot, lot more people. That is uh, true. But I don't feel like there's anything in your city walk that I can't find in a local mall. Nope, everything. Our, our city walk is. You guys just got. Eight we new. do have the Starbucks and we have the Bubba Gumps, you know. But, but everything else is like a lot of unique things, like Vivo and Antihitos and the Red Coconut Club and mm-hmm. the Groove and. Uh, you know, even emeralds. Uh, yeah. You know, I, you have a Wolfgang Pucks, but I think the emeralds are eh. a lot more unique. Um, you know, and and it's it's also I, I found uh, especially on a busy night, uh, I found your city walk a lot more claustrophobic. It than is ours. a night because it's because um, you just have that pretty much single corridor that everyone coming from the, the parking true. garages yeah. is going through. Whereas ours sort of lifts the restaurants and the clubs up to a second level yeah. that, that disperses the traffic better. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, our city walk has have uh, problems with the nightclubs lately. Yeah. You do have some cool shops. Uh, you have that comic book store. And, oh, I uh, love that, that shop. Candy shop. Um, and I guess you guys are getting your um, your Universal Studio store expanded coming up soon. Uh, apparently, they got... They moved the things from another comic book shop over to that game for games done next to the cinemas. And yeah, that's Have you ever me. done the uh, indoor skydiving thing, the iFly? I have. Yeah, any good? It's great. If, if, it, it's it's kind of claustrophobic since you're with the trainer and sure, but it's, yeah, yeah. but it feels nice. And yeah, um, we got we got one of those in Orlando too. Uh, not just off property. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, city wall is just there's not a lot of original like concepts like Orlando has right now like uh, right now just speculation that we may get a lot of the original concepts from Orlando to Hollywood since they're doing so well like mm-hmm. the only thing I want is cowfish that's all I want all I want I don't care about Cow- anything else you know cowfish has great food the service has been very inconsistent yeah I've been um, hearing a lot of strange I've been but, a lot of things but there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the food is worth the wait but it's it's worth the wait yeah like, I mean like cowfish I want something like that to come to Hollywood. I want to have a yeah. burger and some sushi. Yeah. It's, just, it's a weird concept. At the same like, time. One in each hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's about all I got to say about uh, about Universal Hollywood. I guess yeah. that about covers my favorite. Yeah, for Hollywood. And um, yeah, our city walk looks great at night with all the neons. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. But it, it, it gets dangerous. Enough. I like the Kong. I like the neon Kong. Oh, yeah, dude. I just... That just brings it all to me. But hey, Hollywood does not have a lot of uh, original shops, like I said earlier. The original ones are... Uh, actually, they don't have any, actually. They're all just tenants. Like comic, like the comic book shop, you can find one up in Oregon, but the one in Universal is the only one in California. So uh, the Sparky's the candy shop, you can find it in Hollywood Boulevard. And um, same with Itch Sugar, you can find it in Hollywood Boulevard. So there's really not mm-hmm. much... But yeah, um, that's all Hollywood now. To our next part, which is not Berry Farm. So. Oh boy! All right. Well, we've been talking for a while now, so uh, I can either do it really quick, or we can save it for another uh, episode. Um, it's up to you. 
Uh, we could just talk about it for a second. I'm not really sure. rushing sure. here. So, so um, yeah, I, I enjoyed my visit to Knott's. I'm very glad I went. It was my first trip ever to Knott's after hearing a lot about it. Um, and Knott's is kind of like uh, very schizophrenic. There's two separate parks there. That's, There's this yeah. really charming uh, kind of trapped in the 1950s, 1960s. Yep, that is... Um, the ghost town is exquisite. I love the entertainment. Um, I loved the mystery lodge. Oh. Um, and I love, love, love the log flume and the mine train. Um, you know, I, I think that whole area is as good or better than the equivalent stuff at Disneyland. However, mm. the second rate six flags that they've built around it, I don't understand why it exists. The, um, the accelerator is a pretty good launch coaster, um, yeah, and I'm glad short. I rode it. But the parking lot that it surrounds it—I know it's supposed to have a you know 1960s yeah. Americana theme—but you know, compare it to Mel's Diner at, at Universal, it's just ugly. <laughs> um, and it's a bunch of carnival rides yeah. with no theme, and it's uh, Ghost Rider, which is possibly the most painful. Uh, uh, wooden roller coaster I've been true. on in my life. Uh, just <laughs> abusive, should be torn down uh, or set on fire. <laughs> um, the Snoopy stuff is fantastic. All the all the kids Snoopy areas is really well done. Um, but the Fiesta, Fiesta the Mexican yeah, yeah. area yeah. is is about as pretty as a Taco Bell. Yeah, and um, you know Silver Bullets an okay uh, invert. Um, but nothing I would travel for, and uh, none of the other roller coasters really grabbed me. Pony Express was down that day. I would have liked to try it just because it's a, a unique style. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I almost wish that they would just take the stuff in the ghost town area and the the highly themed stuff that's right around it and tear down everything else. <laughs> just get rid of it. Um, uh, we did. I was also really shocked um, at prices inside of Knott's. <laughs> yeah, not the, the ticket to get in wasn't that bad, um, and there were some things in the gift shop, like their candy shop. Their candy was a lot cheaper than than Disney. Like, yeah. you pay four bucks for a um, chocolate covered marshmallow at Disney, and it was a buck fifty at at Knott's. Yeah. So that's great. But lunch inside the park, we we had some barbecue ribs, and you know. Um, spent like 30 bucks for for a platter um and ten dollars for 16 ounces of budweiser <laughs> should be against the law um but i will say that we did the the famous uh fried chicken dinner Ooh. and that was first rate i know people say that it's not as good as it used to be i don't care how good it used to be it's still pretty darn good and for 19 bucks you're getting you know soup and salad and and entree and sides and a dessert um i i thought it was a really good deal uh it's a little bland in the kind of way that like your grandmother's sunday dinner cooking was a little bland um but i i really enjoyed it so yeah the, not, not very... gonna... mm -hmm. go ahead yeah I, I say i'm gonna go back to knots when uh voyage of the iron reef opens um because i i like triotech's work and i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that dark ride um but i other than that, uh, you know, Knott's would not be an every trip kind of place for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Knott's Bay Farm has really good food, but prices go up. You know, like when I went to Knott's Bay Farm, I had lunch at the or dinner at the Ghost Town Grill. 
Very good, bud. Um, yeah, that's the sit-down restaurant inside, yeah. right? We looked at the prices, and yeah, uh, I was I was really, really shocked. I mean, I, I think I could spend about the same amount of money at Carthay Circle in Disneyland, and that's not right. You know, it, you know just, just not right. Yeah, I mean, like, the food is good, but there was an 18% gratuity for, like... And I, I understand, but, you know... It's a theme park, and um, well, and especially since they're the only park that is really strict. If you ever read the list of uh, you know warnings and legal disclaimers on their park map, it's ridiculous. It, it is. It's more detailed than anything that Disney and Universal does, and they completely ban bringing in outside food. Whereas Disney or Universal let you bring in a soft side cooler as long as you don't have glass, you know, glass bottles or alcohol. Yeah, at least, so, you know, when you first open the map of Nazi, like, whoa, what is all this? You have the code of the West for your safety. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, what was your favorite attraction inside of Knott's Berry Farm? Oh, the, I mean, by far, the Log Plume and the Mine Train. Uh, mm-hmm. They're both, now that they've been redone by Garner Holt, they're both fantastic. Yeah, they're great rides. Um, I wish that the log flume would slow down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a little too fast. Because you go past all those scenes way too fast to take in the detail. Mm-hmm. And it, it could use some music. Uh, if it had a musical score accompanying you, it would really heighten the emotion. Um, and the I thought the mine train was almost perfect except for the cars. The seating is still feels very 1950s. Yeah. Uh, and, and I found it really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. especially since they had us all crammed in there. Um, operations yeah. at Knott's, I will say, were terrible. It was really? not on a busy day, but it was single train operations on every single ride, including the mine train. Ah, uh, sounds like Magic um, Round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you know, the, you know, there were only, you know, three or four trains worth of people waiting for, you know, Ghost Rider or whatever. But uh, it still took forever to get on because they were only running one mm. train at a time. And then, and then the maintenance guy would jump down underneath the track in between trays to spray WD-40 on the train, oh. uh, on the tracks, which really uh, made us feel confident. <laughs> yeah, and you know the Calico Mine Ride is famous for its glory hole, which they need to find a better name. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Yeah, no, no comment. comment. You can find your own jokes, but um, the Mystery Lodge—that's that's a great attraction. The Mystery Lodge, I thought, was really fantastic. Very well done. Very respectful. Yes. Um, I, I thought the effects were very good, but I don't understand why there are these black bars, the frames, yeah. interrupting. The, why is it not on a single plane of glass or, or a mucin screen? I don't know. Because um, it gives away. I mean, the, the, uh, the guy or the, the host even said at the beginning when making the safety announcements that, you know, the snow, smoke cannot reach you because this you know these panes of glass are will protect you from the smoke so why are you giving away the illusion you're not supposed to be aware that it's it's glass yeah that's, that's the magic trick and, and on the warning um, of the attraction it said sensitivity to fog effects i'm like it, it, it doesn't yeah. even come to you yeah it's weird but um, um i i thought that was odd. i i think that the final effect where he slowly disappears is really really uh, well done is uh my first time to that attraction, I didn't even know that was a amusement screen. I, I never even heard of it. I, I've never even heard of a amusement screen. Oh, what, uh, the, in which attraction? Uh, Mystery Lodge. 
You got that. Well, it isn't. They don't have a mucin screen, as far as I know. In Mystery Lodge, I believe it's just a pane of glass. Unless there's... Because uh, as far as I know, Universal is the only one who's using mucins. Well, I mean, well, like... Well, they... they... I mean, they, it's, it's realistic. For their... Sure. Well, it, it's basically the old Pepper's ghost effect. Yeah. It's the same effect that makes the um, the ghosts in the ballroom at the Haunted That's Mansion. That's true. Um, the, the clever thing about it is that you know, in Haunted Mansion, uh, all of the animatronics that make the ghost are directly above or below you, um, and the the glass is perpendicular mm-hmm. to them, so it reflects that way. But in Mystery Lodge, it's at a very uh, carefully calculated angle, so that the uh, projections are actually slightly above and in front of the audience, but it makes it reflect back to look like it's on the stage. Um but yeah, the the final disappearing is really really well done. Yeah, what I find funny is that this park is located in like the middle of like a city. We got all these homes and stuff. It's kind of it's kind of funny. Oh yeah, yeah, it's funny when you're up on accelerator and you look around and just see that you know, it's you know Universal Orlando is very similar that yeah. way. You've got a school right on the other That's side true. of the uh, Dueling Dragons or Dragon Challenge. That's true, and um, I do have family that do that live directly across from Nosbury Farm. So every time Not- I go there, I just look at Nonsbury from just taunting me, saying I should go to mm. the park, but I don't really. Mm. But it's a nice park, you know, great city. I I, I enjoyed my visit, but um, you know, I I think it has a ways to go before it's on the same level as the other major parks. It's yeah, it's a nice it's a nice for a one day or a half day visit, you know, every few times that you're in town, but not you know I. I thought before I went that I might buy an annual pass uh, and decided mm-hmm. not to. Well, Nosbury Farm does have the best... Get it? Not? Yeah. Not? Yeah. That, but Nosbury Farm does... I'll be does, here all week. Nosbury Farm does have the best deals in the SoCal market right now in terms of benefits and things. Because, you know, Disney, you know, they did their thing. And, yeah, uh, well, I, I'm glad I upgraded my annual pass right before the uh, latest price increase because mm-hmm. it is not cheap to have you know, as as a SoCal, you can buy uh, all sorts of discounted passes. Yeah. If you don't live in California and you're buying an annual pass to Disneyland, it's expensive. It is. I'm paying a lot more for two parks than I am. I'm probably paying about the same for my Disneyland pass as I am for my Universal Orlando oh, and wow. my uh, Disney World pass put together. But yeah, Universal Orlando has that better deal in terms of benefits. Yeah. But uh, with my annual pass to Universal, it's just going down the drain, unfortunately, because um, the benefits are de- are decreasing by a lot. Like, I just don't like what they're doing right now, because apparently, um, as of today, employees don't get any health benefits, as I'm reading here. So, it, where is this? This is in Hollywood. No, no employee. They they're taking health care away from all employees. I, I think it's Hollywood? just. I, that sounds. I think it's just part time. I haven't time. heard anything like that. I would have. I would have to mm. look into that. I, I think it's just part time. Like at Orlando had their thing. Uh, back, so. Well, I worked there for a long time, working sometimes more than 40, 40 hours a week, and I didn't get health benefits either for a long time. Mm. So I cannot comment on that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we should wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, is there any last questions? Did you have some? Yes. Some u- we only some have to reader questions. We only have. Okay. To, so. Well, we'll uh, fire away, and I'll answer them. So this is by Lee Malaby of the unofficial oh, of Universal, course, unofficial. unofficial podcast. So fantastic, his, hi Lee. 
So his question is, can Seth ever see Universal adding a second park slash hotel so it is more along the lines of Universal Orlando? Ooh, uh, I think that they don't even have a full theme park, so I wouldn't start thinking about adding a second theme park yet. And I don't know what water parks do in that market. Um, I mean, the vision plan definitely has room for hotels. I think uh, once Harry Potter opens uh, a hotel with early entry... yeah could do really really well um but i i don't see a second park in yeah i don't see it the near future is universal right now is trying to become an actual theme park in terms of like the yeah. disney yeah and they've got a lot of building to do before they're really a full yeah first gate, much less a second and um but good question lee yeah and uh yeah that's good good job lee uh, it's a great question um this one is from twitter from b4ben66 should okay. Universal add more rides to the Lorelot and take away sound stages? Um, I, I'm I don't know how much profit they make off of the sound stages. Uh, if I was them, I would be looking at their revenue per square foot for everything there. Um, it's very valuable real estate, and I, you know I don't really know the ins and out of Hollywood, but I do know that more and more production uh, is moving out of yeah. California to places where with more tax incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so unless those sound stages are completely full and renting at a better return on the square footage than you can get uh, for a theme park, then I would, I would absolutely look at it. I, I think that if they could theoretically, you know, maybe pull down the universal experience or the Panda Express, um, clear out some room around, Transformers and build backwards from there. Um, I think that would be really, really smart because mm-hmm. they're they're pretty much landlocked on the upper level. They are. I mean, I, unless you start taking out chunks of City Walk uh, or building out into the parking lot and completely redoing your front yeah. gate, um, there's not much else they can do. Um, I mean, if they want to someday have a Diagon Alley that's you know <laughs> in the same park but separate enough that you can run a train. It's got to be down on the lower lot, right? Be, yeah, because I'm pretty sure Joe Rowling will be like, "No, they can't be next to each other." That's not how it is in sure. Book, so, um, but yeah, they have taken away Soundstage 28, which you probably heard all about. That yes, time. the the Phantom. You know, when I asked on my VIP tour, where were the things that were in the Soundstage that still dated back to the Phantom of the Opera? Because there were still items in there that were yeah. original, right? And uh, no one could tell me where they are. Really? So. Just kind of a shame. I, I hope they're somewhere in storage. Yeah, it's. I've been there for like nine years, so. Um, yeah. The yeah. reason they had to take it out was because of Transformers, because of how much noise it made next to that building. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't imagine that you could work in there. Yeah. You know, use it as a soundstage. And, and, but it was just surprising how quickly it. Oh was yeah. That's gone in like four days or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it was unusable basically the soundstage, and. Um, that had to go, in my opinion. But now it's just yeah. right now it's just full of asphalt and fences, yeah, all that fun stuff. But yeah, that's um. Do you that's have any? A, that's our last question. That's it. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate. Of this. course, thank you, Seth. This is his second time, everybody. So um, you can all plug right. in your so stuff. Two out of six. All right. Um. Yeah. So uh. I write the unofficial guide to Disneyland, which also covers Universal Hollywood. 
Um, and the 2016 edition of that will be coming out soon. Uh, 2015 is on the shelves right now. Uh, in addition to that, I've got a new book, The Unofficial Guide to Universal Orlando, uh, our first book in that series dedicated to Universal Orlando, and that's going to be coming out uh, later this summer. You can already pre-order it on Amazon. Um, and uh, you can look for my writing on the blog at touringplans.com. And I also write for the Orlando Weekly, uh, orlandoweekly.com, and that comes out every Wednesday. Ah, well, I shall probably check those out. <laughs> and if, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's S-K-U-B-E-R-S-K-Y uh, on Twitter, or you can also find me on YouTube. That is true. Well, um, see anything else? No, that's all I have. Well, um... Once again, said thank you for thank you for joining us. Our audience, you can find us at ushday.com. Like I said in the beginning, we are changing or updating our website to for better um, navigation. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at ushday. Like us on Facebook at ushday. YouTube, all that goodies. Um, yeah, that's all I have. So we'll see you later. Thank you.